0: Up next, Rob Smith is problematic, part of the Gingrich 360 network. This is the most important election of our lifetimes, and this black gay man is voting for Donald Trump. This is Rob Smith is Problematic. Election day is here. My God, guys, I have been on the road like a crazy person for the past 30 days. I can't even tell you what has been going on. All I can tell you is that election day is finally here. America is finally about to make this decision after all of the campaigning, all of the mainstream media protecting Joe Biden, all of the insanity. It is finally here. And you guys know that I don't talk a whole lot about Donald Trump in this podcast, in this particular space, for for a lot of different reasons. But today, of all days, in this week of all weeks, let's get into it. Let's talk about why this Black gay man is voting for Donald Trump, who actually just cast my first ever vote for Donald Trump, because I did not vote in 2016. Why didn't I vote? In 2016, I was on the left. I was supposed to be a Democrat, obviously, and we've talked a lot about my transition. We've talked a lot about how I've come to the right side of things. But in 2016, I did not feel that either of these candidates had earned my vote. When I vote for a politician, when I vote for whether it's a president, a city councilman, dog catcher, whatever, I'm not voting for a best friend. This is not RuPaul's best friend's race. I'm not voting for somebody to make me feel good inside. I am voting for somebody to do a job. And that is, that is what I vote for. That is what we should all vote for as Americans. Not these, we don't vote for people to be icons, for them to be nice. We vote for them to do a job. In 2016, I did not feel that Hillary Clinton was appropriate. I did not feel that she'd earn my vote. She just felt entitled to my vote. I don't like it when people feel entitled to my vote because the left and Hillary Clinton were entitled to absolutely nothing. But then at the same time, I couldn't look at Donald Trump. And I couldn't look at him and say, I'm going to vote for him, because even though I was conservative leaning at the time, I was still a Democrat. I I was still on the left, so I I couldn't do that. So I refrained from voting in 2016. I did not vote in 2016. And like the rest of the planet, I was shocked when President Trump won. I was afraid. I thought I believed all the lies of the left. I believed that my marriage was going to be um, up, up for grabs. Then, then that was going to end. I, I believed that Mike Pence was going to put the gays in concentration camps. I believed that things were just going to get really bad for Black people. I believed all of this stuff. And so I was terrified on the day after the election in 2016 because I just didn't know what was going to happen. And what ended up happening was obviously we, we know how many amazing things that were accomplished in this first term. And for me, just sitting back and looking at things, and I had always been very critical of the mainstream media because I worked in journalism at the time. I have a degree from Columbia University. I know how this stuff works. I know how fake news works. I know how things are twisted. I know how things are chopped around and screwed a little bit so as to confuse people. So when I started looking beyond the narrative and I started looking at things that were really happening. That is when I really started coming around to Trump because it wasn't his, it it wasn't the personality, it wasn't the tweets. It wasn't all of these things that were being said out of context. It was just these things that kept on happening. I saw the economy just really just go into overdrive. I saw that. I saw things get better in my own life, even though I wasn't in any way um, a professional media figure in the way that I am right now, I saw things getting better in my own life. And that is what brought me around. And coming out as a supporter of the president was hard. It, It was hard, but I'm telling you, especially as a Black man, especially as a gay man, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm voting for him throughout the course of this episode, like I, I really have to break it down because there's something that is going on here. There's something that is happening in America and there's something that is happening with this party that is all about this president. We just had, God, I don't know how many rappers that have come out in support for the president. We like Lil Wayne just came out in support of the president. Kanye, of course, has, has had been on Team Trump. Uh, Lil Pump came out and said something. Ice Cube is working with the Trump administration for the Platinum Plan to help Black America. There's just so many different things that are happening. And I think that a lot of these people, particularly prominent Black figures, they are saying that this person is doing things. This person is getting stuff done. So. If you have somebody that is actually doing things, if you have somebody that is getting stuff done, why not want to be a part of that? And why not use your influence and your power to help uplift the community if this is what's going on, if this is who's going to be in power? And a lot of people say, so I did a, um, I did an interview with a Black-oriented outlet a couple of days ago. I was actually in Hawaii. I decided to take this booking and to do this interview because so few Black-oriented outlets reach out to the Black Trump supporters. They want to make it seem as if we're scared to go to them. We're not scared to go to them. They just never reach out to us. So I did this interview with this Black outlet. I I believe it's some show on, it's like Fox Soul. And I don't know if Fox Soul, I don't know if it's streaming. I don't know, whatever. But it's a Black-oriented show, quote unquote, about Black issues, quote unquote, Black reporting. And I knew what this thing was going to be. And I knew it was going to be what it was going to be when I took the booking. So I I had my guard up. I knew, okay, I was like, this is what's going to happen. This is what I'm going to do. So I do this booking and I do this interview and immediately this black female, I think her name is Brooke something or other, very pretty girl, very pretty. But immediately she comes out and it's putting me on, what they do is they put you on the defensive. And I was supposed to be talking about some comments. Apparently Jared Kushner made some comments that were being blown up horse and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look. I'm not going to talk about rhetoric i'm going to talk about results so i systematically broke down all of the things to her that i'm about to break down to you guys so this is why i am voting for president trump because he has done things so the question is always what did trump do for black america And i'm going to tell you what it did for black america the first step act the first step act is the most comprehensive criminal justice reform in a generation i have met people that were freed under the First Step Act, due to nonviolent offenses. So you have people that were in prison for, we're talking decades, for low-level petty drug offenses. These were not people, these are not Harden, these were not violent criminals. These were not people that, that murdered people or anything like that. Just lower-level drug offenses that, for whatever reason, these people had spent 10, 20, 30 years in prison. And these people under the First Step Act, under this criminal justice reform, these people were released. 91% of these people were African-American. There was a, a man that I met at a Trump hotel, I believe, and I forget, I, I think it was about a year ago. But you talked to these people, and he had tears in his eyes talking about how he's able to get his life back together. And he, he didn't know if he would ever get out because he had been in there for so long. And this is something that was not able to pass under eight years of Obama. So if it couldn't pass then, why did it pass here? Oh, because like the president said, you got to talk him into it. So we lobbied them on Capitol Hill. I remember lobbying Ted Cruz. There's some video out there of me very strongly saying to Ted Cruz, this is something that we need to do. So that happened. Second of all, HBCU funding. So President Trump, Permanently funded historically black colleges and universities. Before these have to come back, every administration, it doesn't matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat. They always had to come back and they always had to beg for money. HBCUs are very important in the African-American community. It's a part of our legacy, it's a part of our lineage, it's a part of our history. They came up, in fact, as a response to a lot of the the colleges and universities of the day that back in the day that were segregated. That's a real thing. So that's why they're there. And they had to come back and constantly ask for funding over and over again. So now President Trump made it to where they will be permanently funded and they don't have to come back over and over again. This economy before COVID-19, China virus, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, the Black unemployment level was record lows. Record lows for Black unemployment. And besides all that, the record-breaking economy that helped lift Everybody that helped lift all Americans. And there's so many different things that. Can be done in these next four years. We've got the Platinum Plan that this is what Ice Cube was getting all that, all the stuff about because he's going to help. He was, you know, helping Trump out with this. And I talked to you guys a little bit about this last week. But you got the Platinum Plan coming up. You got wants to invest in creating jobs and creating infrastructure and doing all of these things in these broken, forgotten, lower income African American communities where all Democrats want to do is tell these people that they're victims of racism and tell them that they have to vote for the Democrats because the Republicans are racist. And they use this rhetoric all the time to control Black people that are in these communities, to to control them. That is what it's there for. They use that rhetoric to control them. And there are people that are waking up and they are seeing good things that are happening in all of America, but particularly in Black America, there is a revolution that is happening right now in the Black community. This stuff that is happening right now has never happened before in American history. You have never seen a Republican president that has this diverse a group of people firing on all cylinders You have some dedicated Black American public servants that are working with this president to make things happen in this community. And the left wants to tell Black people that, oh, Trump messed up the economy and Trump isn't going to do anything for you. And look, the people are not stupid. They know that Trump didn't mess up the economy. The China virus messed up the economy. They know that. So there is this revolution that is happening in the Black community. And for as much crap as I get for being a Black guy that that supports President Trump, because you've had the entire mainstream media telling you that he is racist, and he hates Black people, and he treats Black people like that, it's it just like, it, it's ridiculous. It's not true. And it makes me proud to be a part of this awakening that's happening for Black America. And now this awakening that's happening with this administration is not only happening with Black America, it's also happening with gay and lesbian America as well. And I will tell you why I am voting for him as a gay man and why so many other gays and lesbians are voting for Donald Trump in 2020 after the break. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Republicans have had a bad history with gays and lesbians. with the LGBT community, let's just say it, it has been bad. My goodness, it has been bad. You had the Defense of Marriage Act, which Republicans were behind. They just wanted to make it illegal for or just to continue to keep it illegal for gays and lesbians to be married. You had don't ask, don't tell, which was you can't be out and be gay in the military. And then Republicans took so long to come back around to that as well. They always historically took so long to come around. But the good thing about the Trump presidency and the good thing about this president is that he represents a new vision of the Republican Party that is inclusive for gay and lesbian Americans. He broke this streak of this crazy Republican homophobia because he simply doesn't care. President Trump doesn't care who is gay, who is straight, who is whatever, he does not care. He doesn't have any animus towards gay people, towards gays and lesbians. This is somebody who was born in Queens, he was a a, a a very wealthy man in New York City. There, you know how many gays and lesbians were around Donald Trump for years and years. Do so you think he really cares? No, he does not. And not only does he not care who's gay or lesbian, he doesn't, this is not something that he looks down on people about, but he has done so many things that are historical for a republican president in terms of gays and lesbians in terms of the lgbt community i talk a lot about this black american sort of awakening that people are happening right now and this awakening that is happening is also happening in the lgbt community i'm just lucky enough to be able to see it from both of these sides because i'm i'm both of these things and i'm seeing it from both sides so I talk a lot about why I'm voting for President Trump. I'm not voting for a best friend, even though I've met the president a couple of times. He's a he's a funny guy. He's actually, he's got a sense of humor. He's also very tall. But I'm not voting for a best friend. I'm not voting for somebody to make me feel good in my heart and soul. I'm not voting for somebody to be coddled. I'm voting for somebody who does things. And this president does things for... LGBT America. First of all, Trump cut a deal with, I believe it's some of the the biggest, like the Walgreens, CVS, and he cut a deal with Gilead, one of the biggest manufacturers for HIV drugs for drugs that, that battle HIV AIDS. Now, you may or may not know about this medication called PrEP. Basically, PrEP is a pill that if you take it, if you're HIV negative and you take PrEP, you are something like 95% less likely to contract HIV. This is, this is something that has been around for a while. This is something that could, if used correctly, really could eradicate HIV. It, it, it really could. And now Trump did a deal where I think it's something like 200,000 people get access to this drug for free. And he did a deal with Gilead and to make that happen. You probably don't hear anything about that, do you? you? As a matter of fact, and the sad thing about it is that you, this is probably the first that you've ever heard of this. He launched a, a global initiative to decriminalize homosexuality worldwide. There are still some places in the world where you can be thrown in jail just for being gay. There are places in the world where you are murdered in the streets for being gay they are fighting this in this administration and that global initiative to decriminalize homosexuality worldwide. There are some other things that were, that are going to be pushed towards that too. They're going to push that even further. I'm not at liberty to talk about that, but that's a, there's some stuff that will be happening for that more in the next four years. So I'm I'm voting because I want to see that go further as well. Donald Trump, doesn't care about marriage equality. He doesn't care that gays and lesbians are getting married. He does not care. Amy Coney Barrett doesn't care. Neil Gorsuch doesn't care. These people don't care. It's settled law. It's over. And you see so much fear-mongering from the crazy gay left about your rights are always gonna be at the ballot box if you don't vote for Democrats, then you better go get married now because they're gonna strike down marriage equality. It's horseshit. It's not gonna happen, all right? Also, this administration appointed Rick Grinnell, the highest ranking gay man in history in a presidential cabinet, the first openly gay man in American history in a presidential cabinet. Gets no attention from the crazy gay left. They probably you the, again. This is probably a thing that you may be hearing for the first time. But no, you, you but you guys know who Rick is. You guys may not even know he's gay. A lot of people don't, surprisingly enough. And you want to talk about all of the stuff that was going on a couple of weeks ago when Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed? So. Now you have a Trump appointee who wrote the opinion in the landmark decision that guaranteed LGBT people protection from workplace discrimination. So right now it is the law of the land that you cannot be fired for being gay or transgender. So you cannot be fired in America for being LGBT. President Trump's Supreme Court appointee wrote that opinion. This, These are the things that are happening within this administration for gays and lesbians in America. And that is why Trump has gotten my vote and will get my vote this year. And another thing, and the final thing, and I'll do a little plug here. So you guys may have seen me doing a lot of traveling for Trump Pride. And what Trump Pride is, it is the first LGBT group that is officially recognized by a Republican presidential campaign. So you have gays and lesbians that are going around the country, led by Rick. Rick is like, Rick is our fearless leader, talking about how good this presidency has been for all Americans, but also for gay and lesbian Americans as well. These things have never happened before in American history. He broke the mold in this way. And he really broke the mold for gay and lesbian conservatives. I do believe that Donald Trump will be one of, if not the most consequential presidents in American history. And I will tell you why next. The Republican Party was dying before President Trump. Let's make that clear. The Republican Party was dying. It was filled with swamp creatures that were just playing political games in DC. It was filled with people that looked the other way as America got sold out to to China and special interests and all of that stuff. It was filled with a lack of energy It was certainly filled with a lack of diversity. There was a lack of youthful energy. There was nothing going on. And these people would just continue to lose. And they would have continued to lose over and over again if it wasn't for President Donald J. Trump. And there is a segment of the Republican Party that likes to lose gracefully. They, they're not fighters. They like to lose respectfully and they like to be in their suits and ties and go to their fancy dinners and do all that stuff. And there's a part of them that just fundamentally somehow wants to be loved and respected by the left. This is Mitt Romney. That's Mitt Romney's problem. Mitt Romney's problem is that he doesn't really have any principles. He's not really a fighter. And ultimately he wants to be respected or loved by the left. And the Republican party was filled with these people before President Trump came in. And mind you, these people are still there. They're just biding their time. There are people in this party that do not like the energy that Donald Trump brings into it. They do not like that these people that he has brought into the party, they do not like people like me. In their minds, people like me should either just be on the left or not have a voice and not be a part of this party because, the, because I'm not supposed to belong here, because I'm not the typical Republican. And all of these voices, and you guys know a lot of them, all, a, a lot of us that, that have just come out and made so much noise and became rabble-rousers in the past couple of years, they don't really like us so much because we're not typical Republicans. But that is why Trump is so consequential because he gave a voice to these people and he energized a dying party. He brought populism and a love for country back into the mainstream. And I sometimes don't think that people realize how mainstream it is to hate America, how popularized it has become to hate America, how when we see Kaepernick, when we saw Kaepernick kneeling for the football games and we see BLM riots and protests and we see people pulling down the statues and we see all of this stuff that is going on. I don't think sometimes that people realize how close we were to mainstreaming this stuff. And what he did, what Trump did was he made it okay for so many different groups of people to say, I like this country. Not only do I like this country, I love this country. I love America. Why would we tear this down? What, does America have problems? Absolutely. But we have always risen up to the occasion when it comes to fixing our problems. And that love for country was not a mainstream thing. There was not, there were not people like me talking about why I could love this country as a black man. There weren't people like Candace Owens talking about why she could love her country as a black woman. There weren't all of these, these, these voices from the white, the white working class steel workers out there to the black working class to Latino. There were all of these people that are now saying that we're going to stand up, we're going to love our country. We're going to fight for our country. I was in Hawaii last week. I just got back, it was an amazing trip. I was brought by a group called Knights of Aloha. And this is just a group of freedom-loving Hawaiian patriots that do not want to see our country fall. And the reason why I bring this up is because that is the energy that he has brought to the party. When I went to Hawaii, and and it's a beautiful place, and I met all of these people, native Hawaiians, some white expats, it's just all kinds of people. And what the president symbolized for them was somebody that was fighting and somebody that was standing up for them. And this is something that so many people had not seen for so long. And to to see that come up in Hawaii, of all places, the birthplace of former President Barack Obama, and the home of Crazy Maisie, they call Senator Hirona, they call her Crazy Maisie, and Tulsi Gabbard, and and there's so much leftist, left-wing stuff going on. But those people stood up and they brought me there to speak for a rally. And I was able to talk to these people. It was like under the moon and, and all of these, people. it was great. It was amazing. I brought some books and I got to take pictures and you guys will see all of that stuff It's all over my social media. Go to my Instagram at Rob Smith online. That's where I put all the videos and photos and all that stuff. But this is the energy that president Trump has brought to this party. And on a certain level. The left knows this, and the left sees this, and that is why they are so determined to stamp it out. They are so determined to shame people for their politics or for supporting President Trump or for loving America or for doing all these different things. This is why they're so intent on this, because the left isn't stupid. Democrats aren't stupid. These people are brilliant. They're actually evil geniuses. But they see this energy and they know that Donald Trump is a big part of this energy. And that is why they want to destroy him because they think that if they destroy him, then they destroy the energy, but they can never destroy that energy. They can never destroy what the people are building and what the people will build and there are so many people who have been able to rediscover their love for america and put it out there and to speak boldly and fearlessly about it because president trump because of the president because we see him take these hits i have never seen so many forces conspire to destroy a human being in my life So we see him take these hits. We see him power through it every single day so that he can wheel and deal and make moves for the American people. And we can make America great again, keep America great, all of this stuff. And this is why he's so important. This is why he's so consequential. I do believe that this presidency will age very well. Because all of this fake news stuff, Rachel Maddow crying and Don Lemon talking about, oh my God, I, I can't, and the people are Trump supporters, I have to stop being friends with them. Like all that shit, it's not, it's ephemeral. Guys, it's not going to matter. All of that stuff is going to matter. Who knows if what any of us is doing right now is going to matter Because because a lot of this stuff really is ephemeral. But the presidency will age not only because of what he has done for the country, but because of all of the different people that he has brought into what was a dying Republican party because that party was dying. So we look back on this presidency and God willing, there's gonna be another four years. When we look back on this presidency, we're going to see things that were done, we're not going to see all the tweets nobody's going to care about it. Nobody's going to care about him getting into an argument with whatever third rate reporter for CBS. Nobody's going to care about any of that stuff because it's just not going to stand the test of time. What will stand the test of time is what the president has done, who the president has brought into the Republican Party and what the Republican Party will be able to build as a result of all these things. I've told you relentlessly why I believe in the president. I've told you relentlessly why I am voting for him and proud to vote for him and will take these hits and will be called every name in the book for supporting him because I know that this is the right move in American history. And the only thing that I can do and the only thing that we can do is to use our voices to vote for him so that we can have another four years of prosperity, of innovation, of expanding the Republican Party, of expanding what it is to be an American and to love America. And for four more years of keeping America great and building the blocks for the next generation of Republican leadership, That's why I'm voting for Donald J. Trump. And that's why I think you should, too. All right, all right, all right. Thanks so much to my sponsors. Please support them so we can bring the show to you for free. Visit my show page at robsmithisproblematic.com and please tell your friends about the show and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so other people can learn what the show is about, be introduced to me, all of these problematic thoughts and introduced to our community of problematics. Thanks to producer Stephen Calabria and researcher Aaron Cleekman and executive producers Debbie and Newt, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. part of the Gingrich 360 Network.